This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. I just finished traveling Southeast Asia for 41 days, and I usually always get sick when I travel, and quite frankly, eating is difficult for me. It's hard to find a restaurant, and I'm spoiled in Austin with my personal chef. Well, I took these little packets with me this time, 30 of them, in my carry-on suitcase. They kept me totally healthy with 11 different secret ingredients. You can see them at nathanlacka.com forward slash juice. I'll tell you more later on in the show. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash juice. This is episode 647. Coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to learn from Peter Aronson of Bailu, which lets Mexicans safely drink tap water for 150 bucks. See how he does it. Good morning, guys. My guest this morning is Alex Mayer. He is the founder of Zeus, which filed to go public in 2014, did hundreds of millions in revenue. We'll talk about that. But more importantly, his current venture is called Mentor Box, a kind of a u- unique new self-help concept. Before all of that, he was an aerospace scientist at NASA. A lot of ground to cover. Alex, are you ready to take us to the top? Ready. Thanks for having me. You bet. Okay, so let's before we get to Mentor Box and kind of this this new business, uh, let's talk about Zeus briefly. So you decide to file to go public in 2014. I think the prior year, you did what 180 million bucks in revenue. Is that accurate? Um, yeah, 200 actually. 200. So yeah. why make why make the decision to to go public? And we'll talk about why that ultimately didn't work out. Instead of going and selling to a guy, you know, like Barry at, at IAC. Yeah, so I mean, um, we uh, we had very high ambitions, ambitions, and one of the things that we really cared about was staying independent, so that we could uh, execute on the mission of the company. Um, and uh, you know, I'm being bought by a company like IAC, obviously, that was not a preferred choice um, for us. So that's the main reason we wanted to stay independent. Basically. Got it. And then take us through what happened there. So, so you filed for the IPO, you, you had big ambitions, and ultimately you canceled it in December that year. What happened? Uh, yeah. So again, you know, uh, your your audience is probably familiar. Uh, when you go public, uh, you make projections about the growth rate and uh, what you want to do financially on a quarter by quarter basis. So we went through those motions, and end of the day, we decided that in order to run a sustainable, long-term, profitable company, uh, what we wanted to do and what the public market expected from us, expected from, frankly, other other tech companies that were going public, were different. Uh, so, for example, as one one example, we didn't want to, you know, push the company too hard on delivering, you know. Uh, massive quarter-over-quarter quarter growth. That is something that we cared about, but not as much at the time, as, and most importantly, not at the expense of other metrics that matter to us. So we decided it was just basically not a fit, so we decided to pull back. And it would be remiss not to talk about kind of how you grew that business. It's not every day you talk to someone kind of in the dating space that's grown a $200 million business. What year did you launch that company in? Uh, we launched that company end of 2007, early 2008. Okay, and you say we. Did you have co-founders? Yes, I had a co-founder. Yeah. Okay, what did you guys do? Just 50-50, or did you figure out a different way to split equity? 
Oh no, we were the two of us. We were fifty fifty on everything. Got it. So when you guys disagreed, a lot of people that I that that listen to the show, they they're in the same situation, and then they disagree down the line. How do you resolve a disagreement without tying up the company and in a tie? <laughs> it's funny. I get that question. I've gotten that question so many times. <laughs> uh it never it never got ugly like we worked together for seven or eight years and you you know we are massively different personalities uh my co-founder cheyenne uh is more of an engineer i am more of a creative business person uh but what happened is basically i think the key to us being able to work together was we kind of had different uh sort of like domain expertise and we respected each other's domain expertise. So we deferred to the other person. It was business strategy versus, you know, an an engineering call. Both of us knew about the other domain, but we knew that also the other person is better at that particular field. So, you know, that's how we work together. It worked very well. Good. And then to get us into mentor box, we have to first talk about how you, how you exited Zeus. So you personally, what happened? How'd you get out of Zeus? So uh, one of the things that, um, yeah, sure. So we, we brought in uh, a new CEO. Actually, she was at the time a CFO and COO of the company. And the direction that the company had to go at that moment of time was we had grown it really rapidly all the way to 2014. Uh, but the company was not uh, profitable. Uh, how, much, how, much were you, how much did you lose on 200 million top line? Not a lot. Like, it was, I want to say. Uh, maybe 10 million. Uh, okay, that's not too much. Information. Yeah, it's public information. You guys can look it up. I can't remember. But it wasn't that bad. But, you know, the, the, the option was to continue to drive the company very aggressively or kind of like retrench a little bit and uh, pay attention to some of the things that, you know, in, you know, as we were growing, we decided not to put that much attention to. Uh, so retrench, fix those, build a better base and grow again. And that's, you know, that's something that we decided that, you know, our, the CEO that we appointed, uh, she was better at. So, and yeah, and me and my co-founder, we've been running the company for seven years or something. So, but Alex, so how did you, but, but fi- how did you financially engineer a return for yourself? Did you sell your stock back to the company? Do you still have the equity? How did you engineer the financial oh, yeah. side? Oh, yeah. I, I, I still have the equity and I'm on the board of the company and the company is an independent company is profitable and is growing again. So exactly the plan that we had, you know, and ca- cash flow positive. Yes, that's yeah. great. That's great. And what are you guys at? I mean, I, I think in uh, 2014, you were at about 650,000 kind of paying customers. What are you at now? Um, well, no, I don't think we were 600, 500 something. We are uh, at the same level. It's not slightly above, I think, at this point. It's just yeah, sorry. My, my, just to yeah. be clear, my source on that, my source on this. So uh, the company has 27. I'm, I'm reading right right here uh, out of a journal entry from your S1. It has 27 million members, of which 650,000 were paying subscribers. That's where I got that number from, your S1. Yeah, maybe, I mean, it depends on the definition of subscriber also. So maybe the definition, I can't remember, honestly, it was two years ago. Uh, and I can't tell you the exact number right now, but I can tell you that the company's uh, basically retrenched a little bit and now it's growing again. Great. So. That's great. Okay. Let's, let's fast forward. So you're still on the board, but you're not active. It's not taking up your kind of your time on a daily basis. You decide to, to create MentorBox. Tell us what MentorBox does and what's the revenue model. How's it make money? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a self-education. I call it a self-education, self-improvement um, education box. And 
uh, you know, it's kind of the first time that I've actually built a business around a passion. Uh, so I've always been a book reader uh, all my life. And, you know, I'm, I'm the guy that when I go out with my friends or we go, you know, on vacations and stuff, I'm the guy with a book in the corner. <laughs> and Saying, don't, don't bug me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and, and, and then there are about, you know, I, I, I always tell my friends that there are about 200 books that any human being should, should read. Um, and, you know, and, and I, and I gifted my books to my friends all the time, but I always notice that people don't read them. Uh, so, and, and I, and I also learned that part of it is because about 10% of population, their primary method of learning is reading. Uh, there remains, so there are four methods of learning, auditory, visual, reading, and kinesthetic, meaning learning by doing, and about 40% are visual auditory learners, 50% are kinesthetic learners, 10% are readers. So I expected my friends, uh, I, so I happen to be a reader, and I expected my friends to actually do the same, uh, be readers. Um, and, uh, you know, and that's not, not, not true for everybody. So uh, the idea was pretty simple. I was like, well, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a subscription service uh, where uh, we send, we basically take two books, two amazing books that I think everybody should read every month, and we, we basically make the information concise, total study time, 10 minutes a day, so nobody, no excuses that we don't have time. And uh, I would deliver it in four formats, uh, visual auditory on a flash drive in the box, uh, a one-page summary, which is reading, and then we develop these booklets uh, which is basically kinesthetic learning, kinesthetic memorization, which we tell people, you know, the main point of the book, and then we ask them a question to apply it to a personal life and write down. And that, that actors a lot of research on that 200% improvement in retention and all that. So, and you, basically, and Alex, you keep, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, I think, so sure. I, I think, think, I think folks understand kind of what the product is. Talk to us kind of about the business formation because you you've seen a lot so you kind of know what works uh, you keep using the word we again did do you have co-founders in this one or no yes yeah i have a co-founder ty lopez is my co-founder on this one and how did you guys meet and that interesting story actually goes back to the to why we started this company so many years ago i want to say seven years ago ty and i met at an at an online dating conference believe it, believe it or not there is an online dating conference we were on that <laughs> <laughs> We were on a we were on a panel, and I really liked the way he was thinking. We were talking after the panel, and uh, I had basically walked through my life. You know, I I'd never met anybody who had read as many books as, as I had, and it turned out that Ty reads one book a day. So we that's how we became friends over books. We were talking about books for years, and we we've been friends. I used to drive to LA to hang out with him all the time. Um, and we never intended to start a business together, but as we had this idea, I had this idea in my mind, I talked to him, it was a slightly different version. And he talked about, well, let's concentrate on this. And, you know, then we ran a test and, uh, the test worked. And we will tell okay, Alex, tell us first off, did you do the same deal here that you did at Zeus? You just did 50, 50. Correct. Yes. And, and, and we equal partnerships. That's great. And then you, you said you did a test. Take us through that. So what does the test mean? Is it, is it a landing page? How'd you market it? And what were sales from the test that made you go, wow, this could work? Yeah, so it's actually exactly that. So uh, you can, I, I, I teach entrepreneurs how to do te test ideas as cheaply as possible. 
Uh, so I did it myself, obviously. So I guess you create a landing page, uh, you create the idea of the product, you kind of explain what the product is. Uh, we had, you know, put together some screenshots of a prototype. It's not that difficult to actually create a prototype of this okay. product. And then you explain the product. We shot a video that explained the product, put it on the landing page. Uh, we did two tests. Uh, he has a large social media following, so he pushed on his social media. And we saw that it, we created inbound traffic from that, a one-time push. And I also ran... Uh, well, what was... In- break down that side of the test, though, first, before we go, before we go to what you did. So the one-time push right. on that. So what did that drive in terms of unique impressions to the landing page? Uh... <laughs> You're asking for the secret sauce now. <laughs> well, no, no, so, I'm just asking for, was a test, like, what's the sample size, honestly? I mean, just to put it in perspective to show how much demand we were able to create, uh, we did, I think, um, the first test that we did, uh, the two of us, we were able to sell, I think, $80,000 worth of the product in two okay. days. And what, what's the so, cost? You didn't tell us that. So how many units is that? Uh, that is, um, I want to say, eight hundred units. Okay, so these are these run about a hundred bucks, and is it a hundred bucks a month or hundred bucks for the year or what? Eighty nine dollars. Okay, eighty nine bucks a month. Got it. Yeah. And do you, and was that more or less than a month ago? Like, in other words, do you know if people are going to stick oh, for month was, two, month three? It was. Uh, this is October. Okay. And so what is your retention? I mean, you, I know you looked at this stuff at, at Zeus in terms of activation <laughs> metrics and stickiness. I'm sure right. you're doing it at MentorBox. Uh, what's the retention rate month over month? It is. Uh, so I won't give you the number, but I can tell you, I have not only seen our numbers at Zeus, but I have looked at other subscription businesses, public companies, because we were looking at comps when we were going public, as well as other startups. To my mind, how how strong. This yeah, but Alex, what does that mean? More, give us more or less than seventy percent retention month over month. Oh, more, way more. Than okay, what, what is that? What is average in this space? I, I don't know the space, so I'm just uneducated. So, so this this space, I I am hard pressed to actually find a comparable. Uh, so, so if you look at education uh, subscription, it's actually not that much, and uh, I think partly I. So the answer is I don't know what is that. But Alex, but what is typical when you when you study the space? Like, do you typically see people retain eighty percent, and you're doing way more than that? Or I mean, what do you see? So I t- I tell you, most subscription businesses around this this price point would lose forty fifty percent of their customers on month one. Month one is the highest churn. Yep. I uh, share, and that's like forty fifty percent month one. So this Got is it. way less than that. Yeah. Got it. So, what are you are you doing things like paid acquisition yet? And and if so, uh, do you, have you calculated what you think lifetime value will be so you can back into a CAC number? Yeah, I think we have already done that. I actually I told Ty, you know, um, you know, in, in order for it to become business. Uh, so basically, right away we know we knew that it would be kind of like a sustainable business, uh, but we weren't sure how big it can become. And for for a company like this to become really big, the paid acquisition, just like you said, should work. And uh, the CAC is, because of very low churn, it turns out to be really high. In other words, and it kind of reflects uh, a digital Wait, Alex, market. hold on. Let me, let me try and quantify that though for a second. So you said because your lifetime value is so high. So let's assume yep. that you're, you're yep. retaining more than, let's say you're retaining more than 80% month to month. That's really good, right? At, 100, at right. 90 bucks a month, you can assume lifetime value there of say a thousand bucks. And you're saying CAC is high because you might be willing to spend 300 bucks to acquire a thousand dollar customer. Is that what you mean? 
That's exactly what it means. It okay. means so that what is your CAC though? What is the number? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's actually, I, I can tell you it's like sub hundred. So okay. that's that? not horrible. That's not high. Yeah. No, actually I, I can actually, it's actually dropping even more because, uh, Another thing that we have been able to do is like a lot of word of mouth marketing, which kind of uh, subsidizes uh, our uh, CAC at this point. What do you, so, call, in terms of costs on this, I mean, this is a physical good. You have shipping, you have the books, you have all that jazz. I mean, what does it cost on average per box? Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's dropping. As my volume has increased, I've been able to negotiate better deals. Uh, so I have a very healthy gross margin. My target is to be uh, at 50% gross margin. Um, so. You only want to spend, you want to get down to spending just 45 bucks per box. The rest can just be profit. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously gross margin profit. Yeah, there's cost of customer acquisition and our fixed costs. Sure. But yeah, that's what it would look like. Got it. Last thing I want to touch on here. Um, uh, Ryan Holiday, it looks like I was just looking at your tweets before we did this. You said, I ordered 1,200 more books. They sold so fast. So so it sounds, right. I mean, Ryan's a great author. So w what does right. a deal like that look like? I mean, are you just buying on Amazon a bunch of copies with him and you're saying, Ryan, come shoot a video with us so we can sell a bunch of this? Or how's that, how's that relationship work? Uh, it's actually not on Amazon. Uh, we buy through uh, and there are bulk book distribution mechanisms or publishers directly because at the quantity we order is not an Amazon buy. We can get better deals from the studios. I mean, from the publishers. I see. And uh, there's, yeah. And part of it is honestly like we are just getting it. And now we have this current box, next box that we're going to ship. We have both authors in. Uh, authors are amazingly of the idea they really like the idea because does ryan out, does ryan get anything though alex outside of just the book sales that you're buying like i mean do you incentivize no. him any other way no no just book sales correct yeah. got it how, how many how many of, uh, of ryan's books have you bought is it just the 12 or 1700 no that is on top so we bought a we bought a big quantity of his books and then how, how many <laughs> so that is i don't want to well, Alex, this will this will this will turn other authors on to you, though. By the way, if you say this number, I mean we're going to go. We need to reach out to Alex and work with him. Was it more or less than five thousand books? Oh yeah. So now our first order would be five thousand. Yeah, our okay, first you, order. Then, your then, first order. Out, yeah, but then one, once we run out, because we don't know how many boxes of each uh, we will sell, uh, because I mean we are also growing, but uh, we we add basically depending on that, then we order as know supplementary like another order on top to pat so yeah halfway so through the month we look at our demand and then yeah so alex just to be clear with ryan the first order was was less than five thousand right and and you reordered seventeen hundred on top of that what you're saying is now to date uh your order your first order size is around five thousand Correct. Yeah. Awesome. All right, dude, you're sitting on a rocket ship. It's gonna be fun to watch you guys. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. You'll love the first question. What's your favorite business book? Um how to win friends and influence Number it's two, yeah, that's good though. Yeah. Is there a, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, I, I Jeff Bezos. I always look at his stuff. <laughs> number number that's a good one. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like Acuity Scheduling? Um, I use Trello. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, I try to do at least eight. Good. And what's your situation, Alex? Married, single? You have kids? I'm single. Okay, single. No kiddos that you know of, right? No kids. Right. <laughs> All right. And, and how old are you? 
I'm 38. All right, last question. Take us back 18 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, to take more risks. Take more risks. There you guys have it from Alex, one of the early founders back in 2007 of Zeusk. Grew it to hundreds of millions of dollars in sales before filing to take it public. Then decided the, the vision was not aligned. Took it back private. Now sits on the board. Still holds that equity. Recently teamed up with Ty Lopez. 50-50 partners in MentorBox.com. That's self-help delivered to you once a month for 89 bucks. He's trying to get his cost down to around 45 bucks per month. Their initial test, which Alex is great at running to signify kind of if there's demand or not, drove about 800 units in sales, about 80,000 in actual revenue sales. That was a combination of Ty posting on social and Alex doing uh, doing his side as well. Alex, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed Alex today, go back and listen to Scott yesterday. Scott is the creator of the Marketing Tech Chart. You guys have probably seen it. It gets over a million unique views every time it's published. I ask him who he thinks will win the CRM space, which he answers, and he talks about passive monetization. All you content marketers, you won't want to miss this one. It's episode 646, published yesterday. It would mean the world to me if you guys got any value from this episode, if you would go leave a review on iTunes right now and then subscribe. You know, I hustle like heck to get these episodes out every freaking day for you guys. And trust me, I love it. I would do it with no listeners, but boy, oh boy, it makes my day and it makes my team's day when we see great reviews and get your feedback. So thanks so much. Okay, Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. So guys, I'm so glad to be back in Austin. I just got back from a major tour of Southeast Asia, went to Sydney, Bangkok, Bali, and Japan. And you know, I always get sick when I travel. And this particular trip, my gosh, 15 different airports, 20 different hotels. I mean, imagine flushing in airport bathrooms. I was worried about germs and getting all the nutrition I need. I mean, finding a restaurant in Japan, difficult because nothing's in English. So it's hard enough to figure out the train system. But my point is, I had a guy named Drew Canoli on the show who said, Nathan, if you're concerned about that, take these little green packets with you. You just mix them once per day with water. They'll keep you super healthy. You get all your nutrients and they'll keep you from getting sick. So I took them and guys, they worked unbelievably well. I got no sickness, just mixed them with water once per day. They didn't make my water bottles all sticky. That's like nice. A lot of these mixers, they make them sticky. It was very clean and smooth. Took them once per day, never got sick. So they've got 11 superfoods and they're perfect if you're not traveling, but you're just on the go from your office to work. So you can check them out at NathanLatka.com forward slash juice. That's NathanLatka.com forward slash juice.